0: Stories of God's miracle and his intervention in our life. Today I'd like to talk about uh, trying to give a Bible study in a squatter camp and the miracle that ensued out of that. I had been working in the squatter camp in Musenberg in 1989 and the time came um, after many campaigns to start a Bible study in some of the homes the homes, of course, were merely corrugated iron shacks, which were all rusted and full of holes. The roofs had plastic, uh, such as it were, to try and stop the rain, although that didn't help much. The rain used to come in. And uh, they had no furniture and uh, often had cardboard boxes for tables and, and very basic, very, very mundane. And, um, and of course, they, these people are, were extremely poor. And the site was in hills, amongst bush, and everything. Um, there were there were some street lights which we had managed to try and get going um, uh, on on muddy roads. And of course, when it rained, the, the whole the roads became impossible. Anyway, on a particular night, I had arranged uh, for a few people to meet in one of the little shacks for a Bible study. And that that evening, just about um, just about half an hour before the time to start it started raining and it was by the time I got into my car it was raining so hard I had to have my wipers on double time and as I left and went around the corner from my house which was about two or three kilometers away probably four I thought to myself this is terrible it's going to be raining so hard that nobody's going to come Because it's going to be pouring with rain and it's going to be leaking everywhere and be very uncomfortable. So I started complaining to the Lord. I said, Lord, this is terrible. Can you please stop the rain? And I went on like this for a minute or two with my wife as a double time. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke to me in my spirit and said, what is wrong with you? Um, Quite taken aback at that response, I thought, my goodness, Lord, you mean to say that uh, I must stop the rain? So, the Holy Spirit said, Yes, you can stop the rain. So then I thought, Of course, I thought, Well, maybe it's just my imagination. I thought, Well, you know, I just sort of came back and I said, Well, Lord, I don't know, maybe I can pray for the rain to stop, but how do I know that I've actually had any input in the rain? I mean, uh, statistically speaking, as an engineer, I know it can stop raining and it may not stop raining. So, it's a 50 50 chance. So, the Holy Spirit said, Well, set, set some tests, um, like Gideon. And I thought of Gideon, who's, who, who, when the Lord told him to do something, he said, well, Lord, can you make the fleece wet and the ground dry? And then he was, wasn't was satisfied the next time he swapped it around. So sometimes God does allow us to to um, to put tests in place. Anyway, so what actually happened was I said, okay, I'll do that. And then I thought to myself, so what test can I do? And I thought, well, I know what, where the tar road meets at st peter's road st peter's road is the tar road and it's and you actually have to stop at like a cul-de-sac and you have to climb over a pavement and onto the gravel road where the actual squatter camp started so i thought okay i'll set i'll set this the rain has to stop exactly at that point as my wheels come off the tar and touch the gravel road it needs to stop just there but I thought of that, I said that, but then I thought, I better be careful. It's raining so hard I can hardly see in front of me because it was a bit dark and it was, my wipers were just barely able to make, make the road visible. So I came down the road, I turned into a road called Military Road and then I turned a little bit further down into St. Peter's Road. And by now I'd forgotten what I'd said. So I was concentrating so much. And so I eventually, as I was slowing down at the end of St. Peter's Road, all of a sudden, the rain started getting less and less. And I thought that's interesting. Now, by now, of course, I've completely forgotten. And as my wheels touched the pavement to get onto the um, to get onto the uh, gravel road, there was no rain. And I jumped out. I opened the door. Said, "My goodness, where's the rain gone?" And so, what was happening was there was a very strong east wind. Now, in Cape Town, we've got the north wester, which comes from from the from Table Mountain, so the the result of the east wind blowing was that it blew the wind it blew the rain shadow as it were sideways, so the rain wasn't pouring behind the rain shadow. The east wind was blowing, so I thought, oh, that's wonderful, and I never really honestly remember that. So I drove in the camp, and um, we got around, uh, and and of course we we um, we met in the shack. Now I must say this that at um, subsequently I had um, arranged for an Easter Passover meal and we had um, we had um, some snook, some fish I'd given the woman. There was some woman, I gave them some snook to cook and I bought some long French rolls. And the, the, the table we had was a, uh, a cardboard box with an old door with a handle on it and a sheet on the top of that. So we had this sheet, the white sheet on the top of this old door covering it And we we, we made, we we had the communion um, on this table. And the Holy Spirit said to me, while I'm doing that, He said, I want you to wash the feet of these people because they were uh, called colored um, and they were of a different race to the white people. And the white people, um, well, a lot of white people, but not all of us, and I certainly wasn't one, had actually... um, you know, classified them as uh, not human beings, and so the holy spirit said, "Just wash their feet." So I said, uh, "Okay, I'm going to wash all their feet." And there were about, I suppose, probably six or seven around this makeshift table, maybe more. And as I did that, I started to wash their feet, and uh, on my knees, I was on my knees, and I had this bucket. And one by one, as I prayed for them, the people were being healed. Some had back pains, some had neck pains, some had feet pains. And as I washed their feet and prayed for them and asked for them to forgive the white man, it was just wonderful to see that the healing, healings that were taking place. And it was such a, a wonderful time for me to be able to be a part of that reconciliation. Uh, and, of course, my own youth, um, i was we used to live adjacent to colored people and whites. And, it, at, and when a part was declared, the whites had to move one area and the, and the coloreds to the other area. It was a whole... A lot of nonsense, in my opinion. Anyway, back to the rain story. So so here we are, and um, now the rain has stopped. So we finished about 9.30, and we went outside and we are saying goodbyes, and, and then the east wind had actually stopped. And I thought, okay. And as it stopped, slowly it started to drizzle again, and I thought, okay, let me get in the car. I better get back. It looks like it's going to rain again. And I turned around and I I left. And by the next, within 10 to 15 minutes, it was raining full on again. And I thought, my goodness, that's interesting. And it was only quite a long time later when I thought of this particular event that I suddenly realized, but, you know, that's exactly what the Holy Spirit said I must do. Jesus said, um, whoever believes me in John 14, 12 to 14, whoever believes in me is able to do or can do what I do and even greater so this this is the promise that he made and i remember putting that promise into practice and uh, so and then just in closing about this particular story the east wind so when i was oh, this is how it came about when i was reading somewhere in the bible with moses and how he crossed the red sea and i was reading the that a strong, he put out uh, the staff, and a strong east wind came up <clears throat> and divided the, do- the waters. And I said, wait a minute, east wind, the strong east wind, and I thought, Where about, oh my goodness gracious, the east wind was what blew away the rain at the squatter camp. And then I thought, now that's very interesting, so I started to do some research, and as I, as I kind of researched this particular phenomenon, I found out that Throughout the Bible, the Lord used um, the east wind to bring the plagues, the locusts, um, and all the other things for some strange reason. So the east wind certainly plays a prominent part in God's kingdom, uh, whether it's to bring plagues or whatever it is. But in my case, certainly, it was an eye-opener for me to be able to to witness the fact that the rain actually stopped not just uh, anywhere, but at a, at a point precisely where the Holy Spirit said I can set a precedent and so this story of course is just to give glory to God that we those who believe and the word believe in Jesus those Jesus said those who believe in me uh, when he meant when he said believe he means trust in me uh, to expect to come expectantly to me to not to come as James said be double-minded because when we ask we mustn't doubt in our minds. We must not be double-minded. We must expect God to do something. But of course, the big thing is our motives must be right. It's no good going out in the evening and trying to say, well, I'm going to stop the rain. Well, what's the point of stopping the rain? You know, uh, maybe the land needs rain. So God, there are different issues at stake. And so we must often be careful of just trying to do things out of our own strength. And I think this is the problem. But in my case, of course, it was to further the kingdom, to further, to bring the kingdom of God down in the squatter camp and eventually, um, after about two or three years, a church was formed about possibly four or five hundred people and it became so big I had to hand it over to another church and and it's still running today uh, from 1989, well that's uh, 31, 32 years, somewhere around there. So in closing, this, this story of course is to give glory to God and the, I have so many in my books called uh, Bringing Heaven to Earth or Experiencing Heaven on Earth, Volume 1 and Volume 2. And this particular story will probably be in Volume 3. So I pray that whoever is listening, a dear listener, you will be blessed by this. It will stir your faith uh, that you know that miracles are still possible today. And I'm just an ordinary man. I have no ministry. I am not part of a church ministry in the sense that I go around and do these things as a team or a group. I'm just an ordinary man, just an electrician, electrical service engineer, uh, working on my own. um, And God just uses me wherever I find myself because I'm sold out for Jesus because of what he's done for me. So I pray that you will be encouraged and your faith will be strengthened and that you will... Uh, Just praise God for the story. Amen.